0: Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered podcast. And this is the most impactful guest season. And I have the honor, listen, listen, I, this is, it's hard to get in touch with this woman. It's hard, but I wanted her on this so bad. I was just like, I need Marla Bautista. I need her in my life. I need to be rejuvenated again um, because this woman has literally changed my life. Um, she changed how I viewed the unhomed population that we have in America that is increasingly growing. Um, she changed also just, and and not only my views, but my actions as well, because after speaking with her one time, I, I got the opportunity to start volunteering with an overnight warming center. And, um, it is something that, me taking action out of my life to do on a continual basis <laughs> is really like no joke. Uh a little bit more about Marla. She is the author of My Thoughts Abandoned and Brave Women Strong Faith. Um, she is also a TEDx speaker. Um, she has a passion for helping those in need. And I mean, goodness, like she's just amazing. I do have her links linked below. Um, and her most amazing thing is her, the Bautista, the Bautista project, inc.org linked below. Um, and that is helping house the homeless community in the Tampa, Florida area. Marla, I'm so happy to have you here today.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just like, Oh my God, when you talk about me, I'm like, oh, she's awesome. I love it. Um, thank you so much for all you do. And I'm so grateful to hear that um I was a part of changing the way you view our unhoused community and just your service because that action is helping make our world a better place. So thank you. I love it. Oh,
0: no, thank you. So all right, you've been doing a lot because guys, I follow her on social, like. She stays busy. Like, I mean, so how has your life changed since the last time we talked, like uh, almost a year ago?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, so let me pull out my scroll uh, and just list off all the things. Right. Um. So in the last year, I mean, of course, I did my TED talk, my first TEDx uh, talk, uh, last December and December of 2021, I've been sought after to speak at lots of different engagements about making the world a better place. Uh, people want to hear my story. Um, my story is heartbreaking and it's also captivating and empowering. Um, and so our community, our community, when I say our community, our world, all of us, because we're all a part of one big community, um, I believe genuinely wants the world to be a better place <laughs> and in order to do so sometimes you've got to hear the stories of those who need your help you've got to know how you can help them and so i do that i speak to people about how to make our world a better place and how we can all individually help because there's a big uh misconception that you've gotta be Jeff Bezos or Mackenzie Scott or you know Bill Gates to make our world a better place or Oprah, but that's not true. You cannot have any money in your pocket and help make our world a better place. And so I just want to encourage people to get out there and just make their communities a safer, healthier, and happier place for everyone who lives there
0: yeah you know so i
1: kept my kids alive this year check Yay. <laughs> <laughs> they they're eating um that's a thing that's a whole thing i mean that's kind of a thing now because like when we're talking about like women working in the in you know doing things with you know moms in the community who's working who have jobs who are in the community who are volunteering. It's like, well, you have kids? I'm like, yeah. Are you where are they? <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, we've got to take care of our kids, we've got to take care of our homes, we've got to take care of ourselves, and we take care of our communities. So I think it's just really important to point out that we can do it all, but we could also use a little bit of help. That's my, that's my call out today. Uh please help.
0: What do you do for self-care?
1: Uh, sleep and go to Starbucks. <laughs> That's my self-care. Side I, note. If I could, well, and get ramen. So those are my absolute, if I could stay in my bed, drink frappuccinos and eat ramen for like a week straight, I can take on the world. I promise you. Check you, you
0: don't, you don't have like super high, high needs. You're, you're, you're like, super it's simple. super I, simple.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would love to, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like I would love to, when we talk about like those amazing celebrities, those Beyonce's, those JLo's that have Kim Kardashian's that have these amazing self-care routines. Right. And We compare ourselves to that. We think we need to be doing that. And it's like, but how? Do you, are you able to get $1,000 worth of facials a day or your nails done every day or, you know? So let's be honest. Um, Self-care could mean whatever it means to you. I think that's really important for us, not only as women, but as people, all of us to know is that self-care is doing something that makes you feel good. Taking a shower is in self-care you kind of need to take a shower so if you're not taking a shower just do that for your health for your hygiene do that that's not self-care self-care is doing something that makes you feel safe and secure and happy um and so for me unfortunately that's starbucks frappuccinos and ramen and bed i could sleep if i could sleep for two weeks straight I'm telling you life would be amazing. I could probably do some I could probably like fly a space shuttle to the space station, I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I Yeah, self-care that works for you is a big one. Um I'm I'm big on that too cuz my schedule's my schedule's kind of insane. And um I just I make I just schedule it. I legit just like I'm going to and i'm really like my self care is so big on like the mental aspect of it like doing my brain dumps you know and really just like getting getting things out that are in my head that like you know this made me feel anxious this made me not you know you know getting into prayer um for me is a huge one too like just setting that time time aside taking away the distractions um you know not having the phone not having my ipad just just me and paper um also a bubble bath I like bubble baths but when I now when I do the bubble baths that's when I will listen to like the praise and worship like it's a kind of like a little routine and then um I like to do like the face mask because even though I'm not getting facials all the time face masks it's like a dollar two dollars and it and I just feel I I can tell the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like just just the extra attention because my face, my face needs that. Um, but yeah, that's that's like what works for for me. So it's like kind of the physical, but really heavy on the mental. Um, to just like get it out there and be like, or if I have a really hard day, oh man, I'm like why is this person like that? Why is this, you know, how do I need to react to this? How should I really respond? How should I've done it this way? Because if not, I would, I would just be tripping. I will, I will start having that. And yeah, you don't have to be a billionaire to help people. Um, and I agree. Uh, I really, I don't even pay attention to those people. Like it's, it's crazy. I'm so, I guess in that aspect of the world, I'm so like tunnel visioned on people like everyday people that are making a difference, like you and some of my, a lot of my other guests, you know, just because it's like, that's more realistic to me. And, you know, being able to have these open and authentic conversations about like what it really looks like. And it's like, you know, yes, it's a struggle. You know, it's not like we do all these things as caregivers and it's just like, Super easy. We really only post our highlight highlight reels anyway. We are so guilty of that, you know? Like, like we people because we don't want to, we don't want to spread negativity. We don't want to.
1: Yeah. Well, let's be honest. I mean, if you scroll past someone every day who is kind of the negative Nancy, right? Online and they're poor me oh today was horrible oh it's raining oh it's snowing oh i hate my life oh my god i hate this i hate that you know we're kind of going to like disassociate ourselves with them we're gonna be like mm, i don't like that you could be more positive and not that that's the answer because toxic positivity isn't the answer but being there for someone could actually change their lives um no matter who it is and so i think that um we are all, like you said, we're all guilty of posting those highlight reels um, because we don't want anyone else to feel down and we don't want anyone else to feel bad about us and we don't want to feel bad about ourselves, right? So I think that we all, I think there is an opportunity for us to become a little more authentic online, uh, but I know that's really tough, especially when we do see the the Beyonce's and the Kim Kardashian's and, and their authentic selves, supposedly
0: that's um, such a buzzword <laughs> yeah
1: it is and so when people say when people say well you can do self care like they do self-care and i'm like well here's the thing i was watching a video right of um, this guy he's uh called diddy he may call i don't know what he calls himself today it could be diddy it could be Pub daddy sean Combs. i don't know anyway i was watching this thing on live and he was telling he was telling us like you know, we've got to make the world a better place for all of our people. Uh, You know, we've got 24 hours a day. We all have that same 24 hours. And I was like, no, 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 we do not. And I was like, I used to think we did, right? I used to be like, you know what? You have the same 24 hours as me. You can do as much as I do. That is not true. The reason why that's not true is Diddy Has 24 hours where he can hop in a jet today from New York to California and be there within five hours. If I were to go to California from Florida right now, or even from New York, I'd have to take a car or I'd have to get a flight or I have to pay for that. It's gonna take me a lot longer, right? So our 24 hours are different. Your 24 hours of going to work, having assistance, taking care of your children and nannies and chefs look a lot different then a stay-at-home mother who's got to ride the bus, who has to go to, you know, to the grocery store on the bus, it takes, it's a three-hour round trip ride, and then have to go to the daycare center to pick up her kids, has to clean her own home that takes time out of her day. That looks different for so many of us. So when people compare themselves to those type of people, I have to kind of bring, us back down to earth and kind of ground us and say you know what our 24 hours aren't the same okay our access is not the same yeah cuz so it's resources our, it's resources we mm-hmm. don't have the resources you have if i had a personal chef and eight nannies for my children and someone who cleaned my home yes i could do a lot more but honestly i'm the one that i'm the chef i'm the nanny i'm the chauffeur i am the dog walker i am the housekeeper i am the one who goes to the kids school meetings and uh, goes to my husband's, all the things, and goes, takes the cl- clothes to the cleaners and grocery shops and d- does all the things. So my day does look different. But unfortunately, so many of us will look at those videos of of Diddy talking about the 24 hours or Kim Kardashian talking about, we don't want to work hard anymore. And we will compare ourselves to that. And that isn't the same.
0: Mm-hmm. We're in
1: two different realms here. There are people here who work really hard, really, really hard. And they are doing the best that they can with what they're given. And they have a long 24 hours in their day. And they're not billionaires at the end of that day. They are barely making ends meet. But you know what, they're proud of themselves. They're proud of what they have and they love their lives. Um, So I think we gotta really stop romanticizing the celebrities and their self-care and their, their authentic home lives that we see. Um, Yeah.
0: That's not even for me. I I can't, I don't like, I'm not, I I'm just, (sighs) celebrities really just don't appeal to me. They really just like, it's cool when I get to talk to like super high level people, but even then it's just like, it is the different access of resources. Um, and I'm really, so my, one of my, two of the things that I'm working on this year is my level of contentment, hmm. which will cause me to have more gratitude. It causes me to not compare myself because that's a thing. Like, and, and for me, it's like the different aesthetics that people have. Like, I love the aesthetics. I love all of that stuff that I'm like, Mm, I want that, you know, but it's not being content with the the blessings that I do already have with, with, with what I've been given, you know? Um, and if I don't solve my contentment issues now, when I do get further along in life, I'm going to still have that same problem. Exactly. So that and being unoffendable. Mm. So, and on my journey to being unoffendable, I've really Uh, And I'm I'm not I'm not all the way there. Some people say some really off off cuff stuff, and and you know my hormones are a little a little different. I got I got different like blood like blood sugar issues and blood pressure issues, (laughs) all of this stuff. You know, so so like in different different levels of stress that I'm dealing with too, with managing um, a restaurant. So that during during busy season so i'm not saying it's easy but it has made me detach from things so much quicker like letting because i'm such an empath i like i'll feel energy and stuff like that as soon as i the negative stuff like the over oh why is this so horrible why is this okay it could be worse you got to focus on what did help you, who was here to help you, who was here to do this for you, you know, that that type of stuff for for me with especially with my employees and coworkers, because I'm just like, y'all, um, you, you you're not, I'm not about to let y'all stress me out. Yeah. Um, but it it's part of that gaining perspective um as well. Like it allows me to gain perspective and not attach to it. And that has helped me grow so much more. And I mean, you you helping me gain the perspective of, you know, those that are unhomed. I would have never thought about the issues that they deal with on the day to day. And it's truly such a lack of resources, uh-huh. you know, um, just not having a car, the things we really take for granted. Like I'm like, oh, I really want like a really nice SUV." I'm, you know, I want a nice hybrid SUV so I don't have to pay so much for gas. Or fully electric. That's, that's that would be great, right? But I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm trying to be content, trying to take care of what I've ha- I have right now. But there's people It's it was 21 degrees today. Uh-huh. And
1: they're walking. They didn't
0: they didn't have a home to be in.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so that that resource, uh, the access to resources is at every level, right? Mm-hmm. Or the lack of access to resources is at every level, too, because like you said, I have a car, but I want a better car. They're like, I just want a car or a bike or good shoes to even just walk, because that is to a resource, too. Um, There are plenty of homeless community members who live out on the streets who may not even have a pair of shoes. And so th- that lack of resources, which, in my personal opinion, is unnecessary in our country, um, because we have the capabilities of distributing things like shoes, clothing and food, if nothing else, there should not be a hungry person in America. Um, we don't have a lack of food in America. We don't know. We, um, we have people who have a lack of access to that food though and that's not okay uh we don't have a lack of socks or shoes um but we have people who don't have the access to those clean socks or new shoes Um, and so being content in our lives um that's a really hard one today uh with the life that we live with the capabilities of you can have anything right now. This is what we're being sold every single day of our lives. You want something, it's right now. You have information at, the, at your fingertips with your phone, with your, your Ray-Ban computer glasses and your, your tablets and all the things. You have access to everything and everybody thinks, well, if I have access, you must have it too. And it's not the truth. And then again, we're not happy, right? We have so much and we're not happy. It's like, but we want more. But like you said, even if we were to get that more, we still wouldn't be happy because Mm -hmm. then we'd want more than that. You know, then we'd want more than that. And you're absolutely right. This is a problem that plagues all of us, whether it's the billionaires, whether it's the millionaires, whether it's the thousandaires, whether it's people with no money, it plagues us all. And so I was hearing... uh, somebody was saying, when is it enough? When, when do you have enough? When are you going to be content? Is there a limit? Mm -hmm. Is there a limit? And we're looking in our closets going, Ooh, these shoes, I don't know if there's a limit. I might need another pair. Um, But there, there is no limit, right? Because we think we can have more. We just need more. If I just had one more. Um, And so I really, my way of doing, being grateful um, is to give my stuff away. It's to give it away because we have to be honest with ourselves, Olivia, right? I like stuff. I like stuff. I like shoes. I like bags. I like clothes, right? So my way of being grateful is I want other people to have that too. I want to see somebody in my cute shoes, in my cute clothes that I bought because of my, unfortunately, selfishness. You know what I mean? That greed, that gluttony. I I don't need more clothes. I don't need more shoes. I don't need more socks. Um, And so when I give that away, when I go through and dump my entire closet, I I feel so much better. That's crazy. It's crazy to even say that, but it makes me feel good. Because I feel like not only am I helping, but it makes me feel happy with myself. And I think that's one of our biggest problems is that we can't be happy with ourselves because we have so much stuff crowding our spaces that we never spend time with ourselves. And so I think that's kind of how I collect that gratitude, how I um, sit down in appreciation is by getting rid of things around me.
0: What other ways, like, or what? what is it that drives you with, you know, with all the responsibilities that you have to be so giving to those in your society, you know, in your, in your community? Um, because so many people could have made it out of what you made it out of and been successful and just been like, that life's behind me. I'm not going to do nothing about it. I'm going to just focus on me and my family because that's all I need to do. What made you have a different heart on that?
1: Um, So honestly, conviction. Conviction uh, from my higher power, which is God. um, I promised that if I ever overcame homelessness, I would spend my life giving back to people in need. And the crazy thing is that I never not want to. I don't ever not want to. Every day I wake up, I could go hang out on the streets with homeless community members. Every day that I wake up, I could go work at a food pantry. Every day, and it it, I never get tired of it ever. And it's crazy because you know there you can go to a job that drains you within an hour of being there. I could be lifting a thousand pounds of food, and I can't even like I don't lift weights or anything like that, but just doing it and i'm not tired i'm not stressed i've never stressed about working the only thing that is challenging in all honesty about working with unhoused community members is the lack of resources that i have to give as far as financially but working directly with them it's never caused me stress i love it i love them um and and god knows it and so every time that i step foot out onto the streets or into a jail or wherever i go i am just doing what i'm supposed to do i'm doing what i'm supposed to do we all have a purpose um on this earth and everyone not everyone knows what that purpose is um but it will be revealed to you and when it is you kind of have to do it um or else or else (laughs) but you know so that's my purpose in life so I I can never get it I never get tired of it
0: I had a guest on recently and she talked about knowing your fuel source and when your fuel source is fear then you'll get drained from it but when your fuel source is love then you'll be able to do things that fear will never make you able to do and that's exactly what you just described Wow. you know, the fact that, you know, you can continuously work and do that, even though because you genuinely love it. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's so, it's so true. You know, like I, I, this summer I volunteered with, um, the summer, so I actually led the summer sack lunch program at my what? camp, my church campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it's so much fun because I was like, I'm really big on like time and not making everybody that's volunteering have to be out so long. So I'm like, you know, when we're packing these lunches, I'm like, we, we set up the assembly line. All right, let's go. What's our time? Let's let's check it. And then and then we go out and we we meet, uh, we go to four different like they're all connected, but it's four different stops. It's these trailer parks. Mm-hmm. And um we hand out the food to the kids because you're right like there's no reason for people to go hungry you know in this country and I'll be honest my dogs eat better than a lot of people
1: that's bad yeah
0: like and it's it's because I work at a fine dining restaurant and they and okay my I only feed my dogs Rachel Ray like dog food but when there's like a large, like large parties that we have, or just a night that I feel like taking home leftover steak because people just throw away these are $60, $70 steaks.
1: Wow.
0: You know what I'm saying? They just get thrown away because they're, they're, they're eating some of them, eat off of them, some, but when we have really big parties and it's all paid for, for from other people, it's just thrown away. And um, I'm like, so no, I take it to my dogs and I cut it up. I heat it up in the mic for them. I mix it in with their dog food. I put a raw egg in there and it's a steak and egg breakfast. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like,
1: like, everybody's- can do that, yeah. Yeah. They can, I mean, there's a lot of times where it's not even, you know, cooked and served, but it's just sitting there and they didn't use it. And then it gets thrown away. If you go to any of these, uh, like bakery type places, they have to throw their bread away at the end of the day, no matter what, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they've got loaves of bread, baguettes and pastries that just go directly to the garbage. Um, when they can just go to people in need. So I'm grateful for, there's a few organizations out there um, that I know of, like Panera's really good about donating uh, their end of day food, which I mean, who doesn't love Panera? Like I love Panera. So of course my -hmm. friends who live on the streets, I love Panera. They're like, oh my God, I love those almond pastries and they get them. Why can't they have them? Why can't they have $70 steaks?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I know. And it's like, but it's, there's so many different laws in place on what we can distribute to people. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, but yeah, there, so when you say that there's no lack of food, and, and, you know, they're, they're, I know that's one of the things that they're going to like, if it's a scare tactic in the news, and I don't watch a lot of news, but I've, just, I've just seen some things. And I'm just like, you know, no, yeah, the inflation's a thing. It is. I, I think a lot of it has to do with um, greed. Yeah. Um, now, when, when it comes to bread specifically, I understand that Ukraine was a big contributor to wheat. They were like this, the, Ukraine and Russia together were the second largest contributors to wheat. So I understand with that stuff going on. And, and that's another thing. We, you know, I gained more perspective on what what people are dealing with when, in the war in Ukraine? You know, we are over here in our little world, in our little bubbles. People that are listening to podcasts, you know, us lovely people, you know, we we can we can talk about all these problems and and it's the difference is you're actually doing something about them, um, but we'll, we'll we'll hear about it and everything like that. But it's so far from us; it's so distant, and it's not it's really just across the street. Um, Now we might not be in war, you know, it might not be fully affected us, we might not be affected by the hurricanes that have come, like, God, thank God that Tampa wasn't hit like the other places were hit with this recent hurricane. Um, And it's just, I think I want to challenge the listener, you know, I want you to gain perspective on an area of life that you haven't gained perspective on. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to judge what you don't understand.
1: Exactly. Well, and when we're removed, like you said, when it's not directly affecting us or impacting us, then we're like, yeah, it doesn't really bother me. So it's not my thing. And it's like, but this earth is our thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We all live here and this is going to affect me today, my children tomorrow. And my grandkids in the future you know so you not caring about today is gonna bother our world for tomorrow so it's gonna take all of us to come together and use the resources that we have no i'm not telling you to make yourself poor by giving to someone else but i think Anne frank said no one ever became poor by giving and i mean if you can't take a Uh, note out of anybody's book, take it from Jeff Bezos, right? Or Mackenzie Scott. She's given away billions of dollars. Is she poor? If you can say yes, then okay. But we know that she's not poor. She still has billions of dollars because she hasn't lost anything. You giving to other people does not take away from you and and if you are a person of faith who believes in God or another higher power you know that you will be blessed and if you believe you will be blessed you will i give away i can give away everything that i have because i have faith that i will be provided for no matter what no matter what but if you are greedy you don't believe that we need more right because what if my billions of dollars run out? Well, it's kind of impossible. I mean, it's possible, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a billionaire. But in my opinion, how could you, how could Jeff Bezos run out of money? How can Elon Musk run out of money? You know, unless they just threw it all in the trash, but they have reoccurring investments that continue to make money, even if they weren't doing other things, you know?
0: And I don't really know what Jeff Bezos does, but I do know that Elon Musk was one of the people that actually helped solve the Flint water, like Flint, Michigan's water issue. Mm. Um, I know that he is, like, philanthropy-wise, he is actually very giving. Now, there's always stuff said. I, I think a lot of times we with, with the, a lot of these celebrities, we do focus on the bad, but yeah, I, I really like that. No one has ever become poor by giving, Um, I think it's also your heart posture, you know, faith, heart posture, and your mindset. If you've got a scarcity mindset, you have to hold on to everything because you're going to lose it. You're, you're going to become stagnant. It's just like a sink.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It has the water has to flow in and flow out. Mm -hmm. If it does not, if it keeps going in, it will overflow. But not in a good way. You're Mm -hmm. gonna have a whole bunch of mess to clean up. Right? You know, um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's nice. a lot. So what else is coming up for you in this next, in 2023? Cause 2022 was crazy for you.
1: I know 2022 was crazy. Of course, 2023 is going to be even more fun. I've got a book coming out. I can't tell you guys about it, uh, but it will be out in 2023 I have a new book coming out for teens on how to make the world a better place. Uh, of course, because that's what I do. Um, and so I have a book coming out. I have, lots of amazing projects happening within the tampa bay community as far as working with our unhoused community members and we have a program which i'm super proud of that um we are now able to hire uh, veterans and military spouses who are potentially homeless or who are homeless um and so we are able to help supplement their income so that's something i'm super proud of because Although I don't get paid for my organization because I don't need to, um, there are people out there that could use extra money to help them get to the next level in their lives. And I think it's very important that we see that uh, when we talk about why can't homeless community members just get a job? Well, let's be honest about that. If a guy comes in your office and he hasn't had a shower in two months and he walks into your office with torn up clothes and he smells like urine, you're more than likely not gonna allow him to sit down for an interview, let's be real. So let's stop making these weird expectations of people that we wouldn't even keep for ourselves because we can't expect that from someone because that's not something that we would do. Um, And so having them have their basic needs met is how they get to the next level. Stop telling uh, people who work in service jobs, that they need to increase their income by getting an education. Yes, getting an education is important, but that isn't going to increase their income tomorrow. It takes time and it takes money. Um going to college takes a few years at least, you know.
0: And then depending it's- on the degree, nowadays it's just like I have, a, for instance, I have a, a bachelor's in professional communication. Um, I did some marketing with that. I did other stuff, but I've, I the entire time I worked in food and beverage. I worked in food and beverage for 11 years while I was working other jobs and everything. And um, I recently decided like, hey, you know, I'm going to actually apply for this um, management position. I make more with a management position in a restaurant that I don't necessarily need a degree for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a degree, which, which helps then I did with my degree in other fields. Yeah. You know,
1: but I think these are these unrealistic expectations, but yeah. on not only ourselves, but other people, right. We were told if you wanted to be anything, you had to go to college, you had to get a degree. Um, and that's not always the case. Um, and then we, we tell ourselves this, this notion that, oh, well, if someone works at McDonald's, they must've done something wrong with their life like no the median age for fast food workers in america is like 27 at this point um it doesn't mean they did anything wrong those people need jobs too and mcdonald's needs to hire people that are not just 16 year olds it's kind of a whole thing
0: yeah because they need they need people that can work multiple hours different hours they need people that can actually do management positions they need people that can that uh, yes
1: yes And so when we say, oh, well, if she's 40 working at McDonald's, she must've did something wrong. We don't know that at all. We need to stop passing judgment on those people and say, you know what? I'm glad that they have an income and you know what? We should also advocate for those people to have a better income, a livable income, because it's not fair that just because they work at McDonald's, they shouldn't be able to survive. That's not okay. everyone should be able to, to survive.
0: Yeah, we need, the housing market is gonna have to change.
1: The housing market has to change. Income, livable wages need to change all across the country, especially here in Florida. Our minimum wage was raised from 865 last year to 10 right now. You cannot afford a home in Tampa for $10 an hour. So why are you making $10 an hour in Tampa? You can't live anywhere but you're getting paid that in this city. It doesn't, the math ain't math as they say, right. Um, and so I think we need to change that, but because of greed, there have been people who've been allowed to pay people less than a livable wage, because that means more money in their pockets. And I get it. You, you went to college, you, you've done business and you capitalized off of the backs of other people. Right. But, them not being able to live should bother you. It should really bother you because it bothers me and I can't help them in that way. I can't uh, change the lives of all these people by increasing all of their incomes with the magic wand. I wish I could, cause I would, but daycare workers and, and fast food workers and essential workers that work at Walmart should be able to survive. They should be able to survive because Lord knows if there was a pandemic or any kind of natural disaster that happened, we would actually depend on those people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just making this up. I have a little bit experience with a pandemic. Uh, I was still going to McDonald's and Walmart during that time, but my kid's school was closed. Mm -hmm. Okay. My banks were closed, but the Walmart was open and they weren't getting paid hazardous duty pay for being at Walmart. They weren't getting paid hazardous duty pay at McDonald's, but they were called essential workers.
0: I think it's just so interesting how um, fast food, like just the things that were open, that were considered essential, like here in Illinois, the dispensary was essential. The liquor stores were essential. Um, but church was not right. I I just uh that 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 was just a whole a whole thing. I was so happy when we opened back up and they allowed um us to be, you know, in person because it's not the same online. I'm not an online church goer, I'm a in-person hugging people, like just be I'm just I'm that person, you know, like being in the presence of other individuals. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about your new book. I'm excited about what you do and all the people that you've helped. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for, you know, being here with me today.
1: Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I love chatting with you. I've always, we could talk for hours <laughs> and I know that we've always got stuff to talk about, um, but I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to share with your audience why, you know, giving back is important.
0: Yeah, it it really is. Well, thank you so much, Marla. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.